Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of Seb Talk Sports. That intro music and podcast theme was created by all pro New York Giants running back, now music creator and friend of the show, David Wilson. Go and check him out on all of his social media platforms at Running on Twitter and Instagram and his music under David E. Wilson across all good music streaming services. He's free for business so drop him a message if you want some beats for your podcast, advert, commercial, absolutely anything you need. Before I get into this episode I just want to say that if you're not already following Seb Talk Sports across all platforms then please do. You can find me on Facebook Seb Talk Sports, YouTube Seb Talk Sports, Twitter at Seb Talk Sports and Instagram where I'm primarily active again it's at Seb Talks Sports. Today I've got an unbelievable guest for you all, a two-time All-Pro and Pro Bowl running back who spent his entire career in Kansas City on the Chiefs, amassing nearly 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns on his way to securing his spot as undoubtedly one of the greatest powerbacks in NFL history. Also known across the world as the Nigerian Nightmare, just an amazing nickname, it's the one and only Christian Okoye. Enjoy! My guest today is one of the greatest powerbacks in NFL history, a two-time All-Pro and two-time Pro Bowl running back who spent his entire six-year NFL career on the Kansas City Chiefs, dominating defences on his way to nearly 5,000 career yards and 40 touchdowns, and the man with the greatest nickname I've ever had on my show, the Nigerian Nightmare. It's an absolute pleasure <laughs> to welcome Christian Okoye to Step Talk Sports. Christian, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. You've got it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to go right back to the, the very, very beginning. So as your nickname suggests, you were born in Nigeria, and especially given the time you were born, had undoubtedly one of the most unique backstories of any player I've ever interviewed. You grew up during the Nigerian Civil War in the late 60s. So how did that experience impact your formative years before moving to America? Well, the Civil War, uh, it's, if, you, if you've ever been around war, it's a very ugly situation. You know, I mean, there's a lot of uh, hatred, a lot of uh, killings and and so on. And so uh, I experienced that while I was little, and uh, it wasn't a very good experience at all. But um, as you said, it kind of molded me into the pe- pe- person I am today, mm. uh, appreciating everything that I have, and um, you know, looking out for other people uh, when I can. Uh, they, I think that's how it's supposed to be. And uh, the world did that for me. Uh, unfortunately, it was an ugly situation, but you learn from everything. Absolutely. And then, of course, from Nigeria, you moved to the States when you were 21 and you started to show the world what you could do. And you possessed athleticism like I and many other NFL fans have never seen before. Because during your playing days, you were 6'1", 260 and ran a 4'4", 40-yard dash, which is just incredible at your size to do that, which is unbelievable. And of course, you look like you were just chiseled out of marble. <laughs> um, <laughs> but equally as shocking is that you didn't even touch an American football until you were 23 years old, which is crazy. So can you describe your first experiences playing football? And when did you know you could do it as a career? Well, football is uh, the type of sports that you have to be around it. You have to grow up in the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my own case, I uh, grew up playing soccer, as you know, Nigeria, soccer, yeah. and the rest of the world other than America. But now America is speaking up on it. Um, but, uh, but seeing football for the first time when I was 20 years old, um, I didn't quite understand it. I didn't like it. And uh, my interest was with soccer. Mm. But when I found out that I couldn't go to the Olympics, I uh, decided I'm going to try this, uh, this game, American football, um, because I was getting so big and my friends thought I could do it. Mm. So I decided to try it out and I tried it out in my third year in college and uh, the rest is history. 
indeed. And of course, you touched on your college career there. And I want to touch on that because your time in college was just remarkable. In only three years at Azusa Pacific, you ran for over three and a half thousand yards, scored 34 touchdowns and averaged nearly seven yards per carry. And when I was watching your college highlights, it looked like I was getting shades of Jim Brown, really, because it was just a man against boys, really, and <laughs> as well as in the NFL, of course. And when Heisman Trophy runner-up Paul Palmer bowed out of the senior bowl, you stepped in and scored four touchdowns on that day. And this all led to your NFL draft moment when the Chiefs took you in the second round in 87. So can you describe your draft experience and how excited you were to get going in Kansas City? Well, I was excited because, you know, even though I didn't understand exactly what's going on, like, uh, American culture and football culture was quite new to me. But my friends tried to explain to me uh, what it would be like. But uh, I didn't quite understand it until I was there. Mm. Um, but uh, being drafted was one of those things that, uh, of course, every college football player dreamed about. Mm-hmm. And in my, in my own case, I didn't dream about it because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> um, but when my, I just took my friends' words, mm-hmm. you know, on everything. They tried to explain to me. They tried to, you know, paint the picture. And I just said, okay, all right. I agreed with them. But uh, when the time came and the phone rang, it was real. Mm. It was real. And then I started preparing my mind. Yeah. Uh, into the situation where I can compete with these guys who played in bigger schools because Azusa Pacific was is a very small school yeah. and didn't play in the NC2As, which is the highest level of college. Uh, we, played in the, we played in the NAIA, which is the lowest in college ranking. Uh, so being called to play in the senior ball actually propelled my career mm. and put me out there in the forefront for all the NFL scouts to see me. And um, Kansas City was the one that, um, you know, uh, saw me and wanted me the most. And they called me and drafted me in the second round. And, uh, you know, I was very happy. Very nice. And like I said, at the top during your short NFL career, you accomplished a lot. Two times All-Pro and two Pro Bowls. Two 1,000-yard rushing seasons, nearly 5,000 total career yards and 40 touchdowns. And in that Week 2 game against the Seahawks, you became the all-time leading rusher in Chiefs history before retiring with the record. So I'd love to know what do those accomplishments all mean to you and how was that feeling breaking the record home at Arrowhead Stadium? Well, it means a lot here right now that I'm retired. I'm no longer playing, of course. Mm. I've been retired for quite some time, two over two decades. But when you're doing it, it didn't mean anything um, because uh, you don't quite grasp uh, the whole picture of what you were doing. Yeah. You're just working as hard as you can to accomplish as much as you can. And that's what I was doing. Uh, but now that I'm done, I, uh, I look back sometimes, and especially when I go and meet people and you know, parents are naming their kids uh, Christian. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you never dream of parents, other people naming their kids your name after you. Um, even the girls are being named Okoye. I said, man, that's just an ugly name for a girl. Come on. <laughs> uh, but uh, all these things, you know, is happening right now. And... Uh, I look back to, you know, the talent and the blessings that I got, and uh, I really do appreciate it. 
Mm, fantastic. And after that incredible 1989 season you had, which was your all-pro season, of course, 1,480 yards and 12 touchdowns, and obviously a pro bowler as well. The Chiefs picked up another power back in Barry Word, who had a career year splitting carries with you in the backfield before becoming the comeback player of the year. So what was it like sharing the load with Barry in the backfield? And I know that you had a similar style to him. So what was he like as a teammate as well? When Barry came, I really appreciated it because, uh, you know, I wasn't thinking selfishly. I wasn't thinking... Uh, leave all the balls for me. I carry everything. But when he came, uh, I was very happy that I was I was going to get some rest during the game. Yeah. Because uh, before he came, I was the one. I was a workhorse, and I carried the ball, you know, over thirty times again, and that's a lot in the yeah. Um So when he came, he made the load a lot easier for me, and uh, we worked well together. He's a great guy. I still talk to him today. He's a good friend of mine. Fantastic. Okay, so this question I have to preface by saying I'm sorry because it's maybe the most asked question you get ever since it happened, but Steve Atwater. (laughs) Yeah. So obviously in 1990 on Monday Night Football in prime time, now Hall of Fame safety Steve Atwater stopped you in your tracks in a way that no other player in NFL history before or after did because you were basically impossible to tackle for people that don't know. So I'd love to know how shocked were you by Steve's hit and have you spoken to Steve directly after the incident and what has he said about it since? You know, I, it didn't shock me because, you know, Steve was a great player. He's in the Hall of Fame now, yeah. uh, getting in this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it didn't shock me. Uh, in the NFL, anything can happen to anybody at any moment. Yeah. And um, uh, I was lucky enough to have that as only one time that that kind of thing happened to me. So I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not regretting it at all. Um, you know, I was blessed, blessed enough to overlook all that mm. and uh, give uh, praise to where he's due on, um, in Steve as a player. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so this year, if we fast forward a little bit, of course, your beloved Kansas City Chiefs secured their second ever Lombardi Trophy and won their first Super Bowl since Super Bowl Four against the Vikings back in 69. And I know you're still very active with the Chiefs community and you recently posted a selfie with head coach Andy Reid on Instagram as well as Joe Montana and some of the other Chiefs names out there. So it's clear to see that your loyalty and love for Kansas City is still there, which is fantastic. So what was your reaction to watching the Chiefs win Super Bowl 54? And as a franchise legend and Chiefs Hall of Famer, <laughs> what does the Kansas City Chiefs organization mean to you? Means a lot. I mean, I love Kansas City team. I love the Hunt family. Mm. I love the city. You know, if you have, if you've never been to Kansas City, you gotta go mm-hmm. because Kansas City is one of the most beautiful cities. Not in just looking at it, but the people there, the restaurants, everything about the city is just completely awesome. The only thing I don't like about Kansas City is too cold over there. <laughs> Way too cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else, I love Kansas City. And, uh, you know, I only played for the Chiefs, so I will die a Chiefs, a Chiefs fan. Hey. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, winning the Super Bowl this year was just icing on the cake, mm. I tell you, because uh, uh, when Mahomes came and uh, <laughs> and Alex Smith got released and mm-hmm. traded to, to the Redskins at the time, and everybody was like, oh, wait a minute, what's going on? We got a great, a great quarterback here. Why are you getting rid of him? But the coaches knew exactly what they were doing. Yep. They saw what Mahomes could do. And uh, before Alex Smith got released, we were in the meeting, one of the um, Chiefs uh, clinics that we do for, for charity. And the 
on the coaches panel, Andy Reid was talking about it along with other coaches. They were talking about how Mahomes was just an incredible, a brilliant uh, quarterback, human being, and so on. And I'm like, wait a minute, this kid is just a, he's just arrived last year. How can they be so high on him like this? But when the season started, oh my goodness, <laughs> uh, I saw it. I saw it in person and. Um, uh, what he could do in, in, in the future is yet to be seen, but uh, uh, example of it is what we saw in the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, this year's NFL draft saw the Chiefs pick up LSU running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with the final pick of the first round. And I've had a lot of Chiefs fans telling me that they'd love to know what your thoughts are on Edwards-Hilaire. And I know he was a completely different style of rusher to you because you were more of a power back. But what are your thoughts on the latest addition to the Chiefs running back room? And what do you feel he can offer to the reigning Super Bowl champion? You know, we've always had a, a good running game. And uh, for them to go out and get a quarterback, I mean, a running back in the first round, I was so happy to see that. Mm. Because at some point, you know, you can't let Mahomes do everything. You have to give him some rest yeah, yeah. Uh, once in a while. And having a great running back uh, will help Mahomes. You see, so every time he's behind the center, again, ready to snap the ball, defenses are looking at him. But if you have a decoy yeah. in, run, in a running game, then that will make it a lot easier for him. So um, I think we have a better team this year than we did last year. <laughs> Which is scary. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Yeah. Okay, so Christian, I'm going to end with some quick fire questions. You ready? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, favorite food? <laughs> Nigerian food. Fufu. Nice. Goat, maybe goat meat? <laughs> goat, yeah. Goat is in it. There we go, lovely. Favourite music artist? Oh, Michael Jackson. Yes, yeah, same here. Yeah. Favourite sports movie? Oh, man, I'm a movie guy. I love all the movies, man. I can't just pick one and make the other ones not, you know, valuable, so. Yeah. That's fair, that's fair. Okay, funniest guy in the Chiefs locker room when you were there? <laughs> Bill Jones. Nice. Bill Jones was our fullback, and uh, he was very funny. <laughs> okay, how often do people mention to you that it was just incredible and basically impossible to tackle on Tech Mobile? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Nice. Okay, favorite career moment? Oof. Playing football. Uh, I would say a game in Seattle, playing against the Seahawks. One player, I ran over eight guys to score a touchdown. Very nice. Okay, favorite running back of all time? In my era, Barry Sanders. Favorite running back to watch currently playing now? Oof. I don't know, man. The league is a passing league now, so yeah. don't really know. I, I would say Zeke, Zeke Elliott. And finally, yes or no, will the Chiefs repeat and win Super Bowl 55? They will win the Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. There you go. You heard yeah. it here first, guys. Heard it here first. <laughs> Christian, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute honour having you on my show. Where can people find you on social media and also check out your fantastic foundation? Well, they can go to christianokoi.com and uh, all the information about me will be there. Fantastic. Christian, once again, thank you and have a wonderful day. All right, my man, take care. Get some sleep. <laughs> Will do. And there he goes, the Nigerian nightmare himself, Christian Okoye. Such a dominant player who terrorised defences throughout the late 80s and early 90s. Whether it was in real life or on Tecmo Super Bowl, there was simply no tackling Christian. And just a wonderful person as well, doing great work after his retirement from football. So please go and check out his website, christianokoye.com, and support his incredible foundation. I've got many more great guests coming very soon, so stay tuned right here on Seb Talk Sports. And to take us out as usual, here's another brilliant track by all-pro New York Giants running back turned music creator and friend of the show, David Wilson. Catch you soon, guys.